they're good where they are. Uh, and so, you know, I, I don't want to knock her too much for, for that and, and give it, at least she used it on her kids. At least she used it to give that experience instead of just blowing it and her and her baby daddy going and not taking the kids. Right. Cause it could have been that. <laughs> Mama watched these kids. We going to see well, Usher. I'm- you know what I mean? Like. What up, what up, what up, what up? It's Three Brothers No Sense, your favorite barbershop style podcast. I'm Tavares Ferguson, uh, and I'm joined my co-host today, Rizzy and Buff. Fellas, what you got for me? Uh, first of off, or first of off, first off, <laughs> um, the Marvels finally hit Disney+. Plus. So if you're like me and didn't go to the movies to see it, then go check it out. I we watched it earlier today. Uh, it's actually not that bad. Uh, it's a lot of random storylines kind of thrown in there that they didn't really need, but I think that was just to flesh out and make it run for the time it needed to run. But ultimately, the art wasn't bad, and it wasn't a bad movie. Um, the the scenes were beautiful, at least. But yeah, it's check it out. It, it's not a bad use of your time. That's about as glowing of a <laughs> review as I can give for it. Um, if you have nothing better to do. Right, right. If you have nothing better to do, go ahead and check it out. You know. Other than that, though, the I don't know if you guys have ever watched the movie The 13 Ghosts, uh, the old school movie. It was like a semi-horror type thing, but they are remaking Were they that. On a spaceship? No, 13 Ghosts was in, it was like a house that was supposed to be like it opened a gateway to kind of the spirit world and they needed 13 ghosts to make it work um and so the dude was an architect wanted to get his wife back and so he built the house according to the specs or whatever and he had to capture the 13 ghosts and all of that um rod diggle was in it so a lot of people was kind of excited because she actually acted in it and wasn't bad in the uh, in the movie you don't remember it at all no, but it, anyway, I remember, the, I remember the name. Yeah, it was it was one of my favorite like horror type movies. Uh, it's it's actually a really good sh- movie if you want to go check it out. But they're remaking it into a show, uh, so it'll be a series, and and I think it'll be really really good. So if you're into kind of horror, the occult, that type of thing, those types of movies or shows, check it out. I think it'll it'll be really good. And the only other thing I got, man. Honda and GM are coming after Tesla and all the EV makers. They are combining forces and they're trying to create or invest in hydrogen powered engines. So, um, you know, there's no type of um, emissions or anything like that coming from it. But essentially, they don't like that Tesla and Elon Musk has like almost all the patents on EVs right now. So they're coming and they're trying to change the game and try to um, invest in hydrogen. So if you want to be on the cutting edge of things, go get you a hydrogen-powered car, I guess, and that'll be the next best thing uh, instead of an EV or you know electric vehicle. So 
that's all I got, man. Uh, not a lot going on in in my my world. I've been head down at work, so you know. Hopefully, I I, I graced you guys with a little bit of uh, knowledge. <laughs> always, you always do, brother. You always do. Um, I just got a couple of things. One, uh, the biggest night in pop. I believe it's called. It's uh, streaming on Netflix. It's a documentary on how uh, Michael Jackson and uh, uh, what's easy like Sunday morning ain't. Uh, uh, damn it! Come on, <laughs> easy like Sunday morning. Uh, What's what's my man name? I know you. I know who you're talking about. Oh man, hey, look, well, it's a Wednesday night, y'all. It's a Wednesday <laughs> yeah. night. <laughs> we tired. Lionel Richie, God, <laughs> sorry, Lionel. <laughs> <laughs> so Lionel Richie and um, Michael Jackson were tapped to put together uh, a benefit song. You know, we are the world to benefit uh, kids in Ethiopia, and. Um, it's about how they got all those people, all those uh, singers and celebrities to come together and sing that. It's very good. Uh, well, not very, but it's good. Not very good, but it's good. Uh, what's crazy, though, is Cindy Cindy uh, Lauper, she was saying how she almost didn't do it because her boyfriend had told her that it's probably not going to be a hit song. And I'm trying to see what boyfriend did she have back then in 19, I think it was 1985 where, you know, Michael Jackson and Lionel at the height of their powers. Who was she dating that had the balls to tell her <laughs> it might not be a hit song? What? Anything, hey. anything Michael touched was a hit stand, stand next to Michael. <laughs> Are you crazy? That was my only advice. Stand next to Michael. I hope she broke up with him immediately. But um, it, it's crazy because like they um, they did it like immediately after the uh, AMA Awards, and so it was like a long day for a lot of the artists there. So there's a lot of back behind the scenes stories on it. So check it out if you need something to watch, along with the Marvel the, the Marvel sets. Uh, Rosie pointed out. Also, uh, which one should they watch first, Buff? I haven't even seen the Marvels, and I'm going to say Biggest Night in Pop. <laughs> I, I haven't seen Biggest Night in Pop, but I will say Biggest Night in Pop. That too is correct. So, but I did see a meme on that, and they were like, "Okay, are at at what point are we going to go ahead and say that We Are the World isn't a good song?" <laughs> I don't. Uh, well, it did what it was supposed to do. It did what it was That's supposed what to do, saying. but it's not a good song. Like. I mean, All it's not something you're going to ride to your sounds. car. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we all were. I would say it has lasting power, though. I mean. Hey, that was Michael my jam, was on bro. What are you saying? Because Michael was on it. <laughs> right, right. And Cindy Lauper's part was horrible, by the way. <laughs> yeah, it's a, uh, there's a clip of, like, it shows Michael staring at her when she's sinking back. And she came right, right after him or something? Yeah, it's her and I forgot forgot who the other Sting was. or somebody. Like it was yeah. just like random. It's like, yeah, you just you, I don't know how you guys uh, produce this or and say, one, like, once again, Stevie ain't blind. Because guess who showed Ray Charles where the bathroom was? <laughs> Stevie, Stevie ain't blind, man. He been, been fooling us for decades. <laughs> we can play around about a lot of stuff. Stevie's he, where I draw the line. He's not blind. That's all I'm saying. Um. Oh, so um, the Peanuts game, they're doing an origin story for Franklin. Franklin is getting his own uh, movie 
on Apple TV. I'm with up, it. I believe this month. So, and I think they, I don't know if they address the whole him sitting by himself at Thanksgiving in the past uh, Thanksgiving Charlie Brown uh, show, but they said he gets a better chair and a better spot at the table this time. So. Um, I need my now. Now that's gonna be a meme. I guarantee that's gonna be a whole <laughs> movement. I need my Franklin to uh, not only sit at the the head of the table. I need him not to invite uh, Lucy to the the cookout. I, I need it. Franklin. I need Franklin to come from a two parent household. Hey, like mom's a lawyer, dad is like an attorney general, some shit. He needs um, to be like Susie on the Rugrats. Like, yeah, like a powerful group. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, there's a James Brown's ref, James Brown reference in the uh, the movie too. So it's it's like black black. <laughs> well, I, I'm with it. I just yeah. need Franklin to be that dude. And last but not least, I, I gave y'all two shows to check out. Um, locally up here in near, I live near DC. In DC, they are getting ready to pass their version of a crime bill, and I only mention that because the federal crime bill from the nineties gets so much criticism and everybody has this revisionist history on it. And here's DC again, people are fed up with the crime. They had the most murders they've ever had last year since 1997. So people are getting fed up with the crime and they are putting some, they're kind of like reinstating some law, some old laws and putting them back on the books and giving police certain powers like uh, drug free zones and things like that. Uh, so I just want to say, you know, I don't mind them trying to address the crime, but I don't want to hear 10, 20 years from now how they made this big mistake because everybody is on board right now. Mm-hmm. Everybody is on board and, and saying how they want to say it. So. Well, Buff, when they when they play this tape twenty years from now, and they quote you, and you know, <laughs> yeah, this, and this is what they about, wanted. Yeah, and that, and that you support it, and you lose your election because of that. <laughs> I, look, so, okay, just in case, let me be clear. I don't necessarily support the crime bill. I just I don't live there, so I don't know what those people are going through. Just reminding you that you, yeah, like explaining. I, I think everybody has a right to feel safe. And apparently the citizens of D.C. don't feel safe and they wanted something done. And the mayor and the city council responded. So I already I can tell you something I don't agree. They pretty much bring it back. Stop and frisk. One of the things that they're adding is if you're wearing a ski mask or a hoodie. Police can just stop you and question. you. Now, ski masks kind of get a hoodie. Mm. You have a hoodie now. Have, haven't we seen that go wrong before? Right. You have on a hoodie now. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I could be questioned. Right. Um, so and that's just one of the things I don't like. So yeah. But that's all I got, man. That's all I got. Well, that's awesome. Well, um, my shows, Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Good series. I think it was eight episodes. Pretty good. Did did you guys watch I I I have tried to watch it four different times and like just drifted away. Like I can't get through episodes. I don't know what it's, I don't know if I just didn't have the attention right then. It was something I just, it, it wasn't doing it for me. What's it on? Uh, Amazon, Amazon Prime. Yeah. Prime video. Okay. I've, I've heard good stuff about it. It's, 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 it's good. It's pretty good. Um, 
I definitely because I, I like Childish Gambino. Yeah, so, I do too. You know, so um, I, I robbed with it, and I liked a lot of his fashion choices. So, yeah, I yeah. I like him as a character. I just it's the storyline for me. Just I guess was I'm only on the second episode, and I just. <laughs> Does it get better or, or speeds up a little bit? Because it was just a little yeah. slow. It's not a, It's not necessarily an action film or action series. It's action rom com type stuff. So yeah, you know, okay. It, so it, yeah, that, that that makes more sense because the the rom com just I guess was kind of just losing me. I just wasn't in the mood for that, uh, and so maybe that's what it was. But yeah, I just it it didn't keep my attention. Yeah, it, it, it's it's it gets better. I guess it's better than Marvels, <laughs> and it, it wasn't that the Marvels were was bad. I just, I I I just I just, yeah. So, Mister Mrs. Smith, I'm excited that February twenty second, Avatar: The Last Airbender is coming out on Netflix live mm-hmm. action. I'm with it hundred percent can't wait um too bad it's not officially an anime um because it definitely would be one of the best anime out there. the live action yeah it'll probably yeah. surpass i mean no, no, but, i mean avatar is, is not considered an anime right it's manga but not anime right no it's not a manga at all it's it's uh because it's u.s based it, a manga has to be uh mm-hmm. japanese based as well yep yeah, that sucks. But manga inspired, anime inspired, damn good show. I don't know if you ever watched it, Buff, any of the Last Airbender. Pretty cool. Outside of that, let's go ahead and jump into it. Oh, hold on. Let me go get Sophie. She is ready. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Got her hair wrapped up for the night. All right, back to the important things. <laughs> Sophia. Hello. Greetings. Salutations. And welcome to this episode of Three Brothers No Sense, your favorite barbershop style <laughs> podcast. Gotta repeat the title, of course. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> it's on you, Three Brothers No Sense, your favorite barbershop style podcast. Yes. Remember, I'm ready for my gotta, joke. Guys, gotta watch the whole thing. So, ready for my joke. Right. Why did the Easter Bunny have a bad day? Because <laughs> he had a bad hair day. 
<laughs> yeah, you could have gave me all the time. I would definitely got it. <laughs> nope. When you got it. Nope. That's because nope. they're off. I'm excited cool. to see you for Mardi Gras. I'm excited to see you guys too. I'm so excited. You ready to hit the the boom boom? You ready to hit the boom boom? Yeah. Yeah, yeah she, she, she put a context. She was excited because I told her that uh, Mardi Gras is more important than school because she gets to miss two days. So, and <laughs> in Mobile, is it is. That's why they shut down school. Yeah, Mardi Gras is more important than school. And luckily, he grew up it in Mobile, is. so I get to leave school too. <laughs> yeah. None of, none of our kids grew up in Mobile. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. yeah. But at least, All right, you know, Sophia, they, get they some understand rest the Since you're not going to school. Lately. Yes. Woo! My kids gonna survive, though. Well, I'll be back next uh-uh. week. It's the best part of the whole podcast. You think you're, you think Jasmine is surviving Mobile, Buff? Nah. <laughs> I mean, she she was surprised. She wouldn't like it. <laughs> wouldn't like it. She she doesn't even want to. She's not excited about this trip. And I oh, get it. Oh man, because we you know it's such a change up for her. But. Yeah, it is what it is. Yeah. What's the All what's right, the, the difference? There, like, what's the difference of like where you live now versus Mobile? Like, why why wouldn't the kids like it? Maybe that's what that could be the question. Now, I, I will ask that question. Um, no, I'll go I first. Wanna, I don't want to answer that question. I don't want to answer that. <laughs> why question. you want to sh- Mobile? I don't want to answer that question. Oh, all right, wow. fine, fine, fine. All right. I, I, I was gonna say, I think you should ask the question now. <laughs> I mean, it's up to you. Um, yeah, let's go for it. Let's go for it. Um. So, why why wouldn't you want to raise your kids in Mobile? Or do why oh. why do you think your kids wouldn't enjoy living in Mobile? So that's that's almost like a a trick question, but for one, so if they were born and raised there, then I don't think this question applies because that would be all they knew. So it wouldn't be so much of, hey, I don't like it here compared to there. But on the flip side, to answer your question, why do we think they wouldn't like it? I mean, hell, a lot of people that grew up in Mobile don't like Mobile and, and wish they were somewhere else. I mean, we we defend Mobile as we should when other people uh, try to down talk it. Uh, but we, we have, I think... I, I think we have fair criticisms of it at times. Mobile can be a fun place. I enjoy growing up there. I met great people there. I met you two guys there. Met my wife there. Uh, but, and I actually had no intentions of leaving. You know, it just so happened that I wound up where I am. But that was that was not like in the plan. But I think a lot of people down there feel like in order to reach whatever full potential that they're seeking, they need to leave Mobile in order to reach it. And so to answer your question, I think to be fair, and I think people who die hard love Mobile would somewhat agree with this. Mobile has a certain cap. It has a certain cap level. Can you be successful in Mobile? I think most people will answer, yeah, by Mobile standards. Um, so you can be successful there, but it seems like it has a, a, a cap in it. And that's why people, a lot of people that we know will go off to Atlanta, Texas and elsewhere. Uh, so my daughter, she loves big cities 
And I don't know if that's just from the shows she watches or whatever like that, but she's a, a big city person. We try to schedule, because, uh, you know, I go into the city every day, but her and Tabitha rarely do. So we actually try to, like, schedule at least once a month to go into the city because I because of how much she likes it. Her favorite city to visit is New York. Uh, she just likes tall, busy, sit, tall buildings and, and busy cities and things like that. So She's an East Coast girl. Yeah, so her knowing the difference, that's why she doesn't like it. Of course, if she was born and raised there, she probably would grow to like big cities, and that would be the reason why she doesn't like Mobile, because that was one of her first criticisms. She was like, it's so so small. There's no tall buildings there. (laughs) It's just, uh, to wrap it up, though, man, um, it's limited things to do there, Um, and that's not a diss. It just is, like when people look at bringing certain things to an area, they look at the income, they look at the population. Mobile doesn't meet a lot of those criteria. Like a big thing for them, they just got a top golf there. And I'm 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 not that's not shade. I'm happy that mm-hmm. they got that. But like, you know, top golfs have been everywhere for like years now. So it just has a certain cap level and depending on how far you want to grow and how far you want to go, it may not be the city for you. But if you want to grow up in an area where people, you know, generally know one another, people are generally nice. It's a perfect place, man. Ooh. Mine, mine is very similar to yours, especially on why I wouldn't want to raise my kids there. I don't think, and I'm going to change it from not just that there's a cap, there's limited opportunity so you can be just as let's say you can be just as successful in mobile as you can in houston houston's a houston's almost a large call it the largest big city you can get largest largest small city because houston's almost like it's not a new york Mm -hmm. it's it's not a dc houston is huge it's a, I think the sixth largest or fourth or sixth largest city in the country, but people stay in burbs. Like Byron says, you don't stay in DC, you know? Um, but what I, what I mean by that is there's so much opportunity for upward mobility, you know, in a smaller cities or something like mobile. If there's, let's say there's a thousand high paying jobs, you got 50,000 people competing for those same jobs, those same opportunities, those same neighborhoods, those same things in, in a, a city like Houston, not only are there, there countless times more jobs, people are creating more opportunities just because of the infrastructure. Houston and Texas alone has its own. I think maybe that was you and I talking about that a few months ago, Rosie, like, the economy is different here. Like mm-hmm. a lot of stuff that goes on in the U.S., Texas is not affected by it. You know, with oil and gas, the medical field, it's so many strong uh, businesses around here. I'm not saying it's untouchable, but uh, which leads to things that you were saying earlier, Byron, that it brings opportunity, not just business wise, but people with the money and do all these things. They want to be entertained. So things come here. You know, I don't know how many top golfs we have. I don't know how many main events we have. We have three, four, 
maybe four. I think we have at least four top golfs. Yeah. Right. Main events, malls. We have it's just simple things. Just something as simple as a mall. You know, well, has uh, it one now? I guess two if you count Springdale, but yeah. So but yeah, I I, yeah. I think I think we're we're looking at it from a lens of like as an adult, right? But that that's very but, different. But like though my, that upper mobility doesn't matter. Say say we had that say we got one of those good jobs and we're there as the parent, we have one of those good jobs in mobile. Is there still an issue with our kid being raised there? Because they're probably gonna go off to college, right? They they have the opportunity to move and get the better job later on. Raising okay. the kids in mobile like why why not that like why wouldn't it why don't you think the kids would enjoy that or would they do you think the kids would enjoy that what would they do i mean we talk about mardi gras and and like as a kid the skating right like that they have they have most of the things that you do as a kid in Mobile that you do anywhere else, right? It might be only one instead of you don't have choices, but they have a skating rink. They have a bowling alley. They have, you know, laser tag and arcades and stuff like that. I mean, it's as a kid, you don't need a million things, right? You're not going to the Drake concert, right? Like as a, as a, a 14 year old, 13 year old. So it's like one of those things that those things that we're talking about, from an adult perspective, I don't think they really matter as much to the kids or do well, they? Well, I think for ki- kids generally are going to have a good childhood no matter where they're born. So if your question is why wouldn't they like growing up there? They they probably would because that would be pretty much all they know. And if we have one of those good jobs, like you say, we would be able to afford to take them on certain trips and things like, so they probably wouldn't miss out on a lot. I wouldn't want to raise my child there because Mobile compared to where I live seems rather violent. Violent violence, the school system um, opportunity. Um, I'm still amazed by some of the things I see Um, just money wise, bro. Like you can't compete with it. I went to a robotics tournament. One of our lamplighters had a, I think we talked about this last year and the parent invited me out to a robotics tournament. I'm thinking it's going to be something small, little, small, little things. The school had, it looked like one of those, it, the, the, what's the, the, the TV show with the robots fighting. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Yeah. They, it, they had these 300 pound robots. Like there's money, there's companies like shell and all these stuff. People invested into all these organizations. A prime example is, uh, probably like maybe a little less than a year ago, there was a post where someone was saying they need more activities for, uh, youth to do in mobile. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing going on. And I brought up programs like the lamplighters, capital league and stuff like that, because that's, I was saying, hey, there are things to do because I'm not a mobile. There are things to do. And it's like, well, there's not enough for everybody. And then, you know, there's a waiting list and yada, yada, yada. And it's because it's everybody's trying to fight for the same few spots. Everybody's going to the skating rink. Everybody's going to the 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 movies. Everybody's going to the same mall. And when I say these kids have so many opportunities now, bro, like the things 
I'm I'm amazed about some of these opportunities kids have and the access to things they have. I want my kids to have access to the very best. The same reason people um, move away to certain areas so they can be in great school districts and get their kids exposed to certain things and certain type of people. And as much as I love coming home, I come home for, you know, we talked about Mardi Gras. I, I, I was my kids. I used to come home for Mardi Gras for the holidays. I grew up in the suburbs of Dallas, right? And I loved Mobile for Mardi Gras. Then when I moved to Mobile and got to see Mobile for what it was, outside of having a ton of family there, it was a culture shock to me. There was no Six Flags over Mobile, right? <laughs> there was no, there was nothing really that was super exciting to do outside of the you know the few things that all the teenagers did you know that's why teen jams jumped because everybody in mobile was looking for that one thing they could do mm-hmm. the dollar movie jumped because we that's the only thing you could do in eighth grade ninth grade on a what saturday or sunday whatever day we were there the, the skating rink jumped because that was the only option i mentor these kids and half the time it's we never get 100% participation because there's so many things for these kids to do, so many different opportunities for them to participate in. You're talking about uh, there's there's famous dan- black dance troops that come in town. Mm-hmm. You know, there's uh, other just random pop-up events. You know, those are things that you your kids and people can be exposed to. Um, and my kids are just spoiled. They're not used to some of the, the culture. You know, like watch watch your kids come Mardi Gras when they start throwing beads and stuff like that. Your kids step back; they can't they can't compete with their cousins. <laughs> it's a certain it's a certain it's a certain just grittiness that you get from a, growing up in there, which is great. Sometimes I'm like I wish my kids were a little grittier. Agree. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I wish I, my kids were a little I, grittier, I, like getting on the ground, like scrape your knuckles on, maybe, trying to reach maybe, under the. That should have been like a five year time frame that Jasmine grew up in Mobile to be yeah, honest. Yeah, send them send them home for the summer, you know, um, because as somebody who who, it was a culture shock. I can speak to it. It was a culture shock coming from Mobile. I mean Dallas to Mobile, education wise, diversity wise. I I can't I think I had it I had it better than most. I was well protected because I was a Ferguson. I had a huge family. When I first got there, I went to Booker T for about a month. I never knew school could be dangerous. (laughs) (laughs) I don't remember kids fighting in school in in elementary school. Because I went from fifth to sixth. I don't remember teachers not supporting students <laughs> like my home teacher told me anybody in, in my uh, Booker T listeners Miss Gigi Johnson told me I was going to be right I was going to go to Phillips and I'll be right back because Ferguson's don't make it at uh, Phillips that's what my teacher told me when I got accepted to Phillips wow I wasn't used to people not being excited about education like being okay being the dumb kid Luckily, when I got to Phillips, it was a it was a step in the right direction. It was less of a culture shock, and it was I got to kind of adjust to it. Byron said, like my, my sixth grade, I probably was hanging out with the white kids and the black kids. I'm probably seventy percent white kids, thirty percent black kids. Like I, 
And then by the time I got to eighth grade, I was, you know, well, more well-versed high school LaFleur. Luckily we were in a magnet program and it was still kind of, you know, we had the, the magnet kids who kind of still had a different walk and vibe about them, you know, but I had been in Tomaville for so long. I knew, you know, my kids, my kids, you take them, you take them out of their school and put them at Bessie C tomorrow. No, my kids ain't ready for that. Right. <laughs> ain't ready for that. So, so Raza, you sound like you are pro raising your kids in, in Mobile. Oh no, not at all. Um, oh, oh. <laughs> oh, you just being devil's advocate. Okay, I was just being devil's advocate. Uh, no, I, I, I completely agree with you uh, on that. But you know, being here in Birmingham, I, I can say it's the same thing. That's why I moved to Hoover, right? Like I, I, if I was raising my kids in Birmingham, it would be almost the exact same as me raising my kids in Mobile. Right. Like I, I had the means to be able to move out of that so that I wouldn't have to deal with that school system, with that environment. Right. And and I think to you guys points, I think that's why our kids wouldn't enjoy being in Mobile. If I raised my kids in Birmingham City, I think they would really enjoy going out. They wouldn't care about going to Mobile because it's generally the same when you think about the environment, the kids, the school systems, the things. Right. So I, I don't think it's the the lack of things to do and all that stuff. I mean, because you can feel your kids plate in Mobile just as much as you can feel your kids plate here in Birmingham or in Houston. There are more there are more things you could look into, but there's there's enough there that you could feel your kids plate because I well, I've, we've got we've got family there, right? Like I know. Zay and little Daniel, my, my, my nephews are in things, right? They're jumping from thing to thing. Cam's in two or three different things. There's stuff for the kids to do down there. But I really think it's because we've done that, that shift, right? And we moved our kids into those areas where they don't have that greediness you talk about that. I don't think they would enjoy going down to mobile and, and have to deal with that greediness. Right. I, I think that's really where I don't think, our kids would enjoy it or like going down there. And for that point, I don't think I would want to move back and and expose the kids to it. Because if not, I have to do where, like my parents, you know, my mom moved out to Sims. That's where Gina and them live out in Sims. They don't live in Mobile or Pritchard or whatever. So they've kind of done that exact same thing in Mobile where they've moved out of those areas into what we consider the nicer areas or, or the, you know, um, the better education systems, those types of things. So it's opportunity to do that, but I don't want to do that down in Mobile. I mean, if I'm going to do it, I'll, I'll do it here where I do have access to all those other things. Uh, and I can adult a little bit better here. It's more fun to adult uh, in, in Birmingham or in Houston or, you know, in DC. So I agree with you guys. I don't think going to Mobile would be the answer. Um, and, and listeners, what we're not on Mobile by any means. I don't think any three of us are saying, oh, Mobile's not the spot to be. But you just have to keep and expand. Like, other cities offer other things for you, especially if you're talking about going to a larger city. Um, and so that's, I think, what it is, is we all live in larger cities, and and we wouldn't go back to Mobile because of that. Like, we've gotten used to that larger city, the, the, the opportunities that they give us. Uh, but by no means do I think Mobile is like a horrible city. I, I definitely think you can raise your kids in Mobile. And all of us are three, all three of us are products of Mobile and being able to get out and, and do well. So I think it's it's yeah. there and Mobile has the opportunity to be able to excel. 
Yeah, I'll just tell you somebody that came and like as much as I love my my mobile tenure, I knew I had to leave. I mm-hmm. I always knew. Like from like am I go? I never thought I'd end up in Houston. I thought I was going to end back end up back in Dallas. But as long as you know me, I was I've always uh, said. I had fun, you know, there is fun. You, as a child, you, you, there's kids in Dallas, Mobile, Houston, DC, New York. They can't find anything to do. There's nothing to do, <laughs> you know, just cause that's who they are. You know, yeah. dude, you're in a large city in the country and you, there's nothing to do. Gotcha. You know, but you know, we found plenty of stuff to do, you know, from dirt ball fights, you know, to, right. uh, whatever. Buster. You know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I'm with you. Uh, but I will say, um, oh, I'll explore. It's not a knock on mobile. Like I can't wait to get home. I'm excited. There's family there. I love seeing my family. It's there is. I miss that. What I miss most about mobile is the roots. Mm-hmm. Like we talked about our kids. I could see. The difference in me and my kids is I could see my kids being raised in Houston, going off to college and coming back to Houston and having those roots there. Rosie, you have deep your family's there. You, you even went to college in Birmingham and stayed in Birmingham. So you have deeper roots. Mm-hmm. Like this is a new city from I've been here for going on 15 years, but the roots my initial roots aren't like they were. You know, when people are talking about high school and stuff like that, got nothing. College, oh, yeah, I remember when PV, they're sharing their college stores, got nothing. You know, I was 28 when I moved here. Right. You know, I have I have homeboys that ain't 28 yet. So let alone, you know, um, talk about the roots. So I do miss that. Uh, and just going to Mobile and, oh, yeah, you related to that? I know your, I know your uncle and your grandmama. Oh, we went to school together. Like, I, I, I miss that. Yeah. You know, my kids won't get that here because they have to go back to Mobile to get those roots. So they'll have their Houston roots unless they choose to move someplace else. And that's whatever. But my roots are still in Mobile. Um, good, bad or indifferent. So, yeah. Uh, Buff, what you got? Uh, so uh, I have taken to enjoying reading a physical newspaper. And my job provides that. And uh, the Washington Post had an interesting story that I wanted to um, bring to the show. So they were they wrote about how D.C. had this pilot program where they gave one hundred and fifty three single mom, low income, uh, single low income, single moms. They had to be in the in certain wards in the city, ward five, six, and seven. They had to be in one of those wards. And they gave uh, these 153 women uh, $10,800. Now, there are like 100 other cities in the uh, country that has a similar program to this. What made DCs different, uh, it was also with the help of uh, this group called Martha's Table. But what made DCs uh, different is they allowed the women to choose between taking a lump sum or a monthly stipend. And the monthly stipend is $900 a month. The lump sum is $10,800. No strings attached. Um, And so it profiled three women in depth on um, what their situation was like, 
what they did with the money and how it potentially changed their life and what's the what's the outlook on their lives. So I just wanted to give you guys the rundown of these three women. And I wanted you to just tell me what you loved that they did with the money, what you didn't love. Um, and you don't have to like if you if you feel like they did everything perfect with the money, you don't have to have a didn't love category. Same is if you felt like you didn't love anything they did with the money, you don't have to have that category. So those two. And then just generally, because, you know, Rosie mentioned on the last episode how usually the first of the year we give financial not financial advice, but just suggestions on what to do with that income tax. So just a general, what you would suggest people do if they get a free $10,800. So the first woman is Kanithia. Okay. 27 years old. She has uh, three kids. She has three kids. So she was already getting the different type of benefits, welfare, uh, TANF, uh, wick, all that type of stuff. She got the money. She chose the lump sum, by the way, $10,800. And what she chose to do, the first thing she did was she took a five-day trip to Miami, spent $6,000 on that for her, the three kids, and the baby daddy. Um, and the additional expenses went to she wanted all the kids to have new outfits for each day, uh, they had never tried sushi, so they went to Benihana. Uh, they went to the zoo down there. No, I'm sorry, a dinosaur museum down there. Uh, she splurged on some hair and nails for herself, and then the rest, the other, the rest of the money she spent on um, some bills and a used car. And her overall goal is to try to have at least fifty dollars in her savings account going forward. And the last they checked on her, she was in a program for uh, IT and was hoping that she would get a job that pays about $30 an hour once she once she completes this program for IT. So that's Kanithia. All right. Second woman, Erica. OK, she's 34, mother of two. At one point, she had to move back in with her mom. She fell behind bills because during her second pregnancy, it was a high-risk pregnancy. She had to stop working for a while, got behind on her car note and stuff. Uh, and then when she did go back, she could only work part-time. So uh, the only thing, she didn't really splurge with her money. Her rule was she opened up a savings account in her oldest, oldest child name. And when she would get paid, she would put pretty much all of her check in that account and just take the money out for bills and things. And she said that helped keep her discipline to not just do stupid stuff with it. Because by the account being in her daughter's name, it just always reminded her that, hey, this is for her. You need to save for her and things like that. The only thing she splurged on was her newborn child. She threw him a, a, a one-year birthday party, spent $525 on the venue, and then bought a cake and goodie bags for the kids. Uh, and so... And she chose the uh, the monthly stipend, by the way. She chose the $900 a month. And the third and final woman, Stacy, mother of four, didn't give an age. Uh, she actually, to me, was in the best position. She has a master's degree. She had a, a government job with the city making 50 grand a month. <laughs> Not a month, a year. 50 grand a month. <laughs> 50 grand a year. Um, but 
she had to uh, take off time when she got pregnant with a third kid. And while she was off, she failed her exam for social work and wound up losing her job because she failed the exam. So that money came in time. She chose the lump sum, by the way. And she pretty much just used that money to like pay two months worth of rent, catch up on her car note and had about 5,000 left in her savings account. By the time she found a new job that paid 70,000 a month. I mean, I keep saying a month, a year. <laughs> and she really, the, the program marked this table. They give these women all these different type of, um, resources in order to find, to help themselves. She used it to, uh, she found a housing program that helped her find a house. She also found some program that matches what you have in your savings account. I guess if you had a certain income level. So she wound up making like an extra $7,000 almost, according to the article. Um, So the only thing she splurged on was, like I said, the bills, catching up on her car note and things like that. And she is now going to retake the social work exam and try to get a promotion at the 70000 a year job. And she wound up having a fourth kid during the whole month, the whole uh, lump sum. So those are the three women, Kanitia, Erica, Stacy, And they each got the $10,800. Two of them chose the lump sum. One of them chose the monthly stipend. And I can remind you guys of the bullet points of each women, but from what you remember, what did you love about them spending the money? What did you hate? If you hated anything about it. And what would be your general advice for anyone that's in a similar situation that may luck up and be awarded uh, one of these type of programs? You want to go first, Ferg? I'll go first, first. Okay. Uh, Because I know you probably give the bigger financial analyst thing. Uh, I'll go. What? I'll go in order. It's Kanithia. Kanithia. I'm trying to be do better and find good in everybody. What I liked about Kanithia is she enjoyed herself. Sometimes, you know you realize that I can stress, I can stress on what to do with this $10,000. And I mean, I'm not saying it can't change your life because it definitely helps some people, but if you don't know what to do and you can't change your life, it's like, you know what? Let me at least enjoy myself and give my, myself, my kids and my baby daddy, uh, a once in a lifetime opportunity. That's exactly kids, what she said. That was exactly her kids, what I think. And her baby daddy will remember this <laughs> for the rest of their life. What I what I didn't like about it, it seemed like she had no plan. It just seemed like she got the money and she just she just acted out of pure emotion. And if something happened, because it made it seem like you planned a. All this could have happened in two weeks. Day 15, what if your car broke down and you needed $500 to fix? Get a new alternator. You ain't got it. She had $50 left. She said a, a goal of $50 to having that. So it just, you have no plan. You didn't take, it didn't seem like you took time to make a plan, but you did enjoy yourself. 
Uh, Erica, I thought Erica was going to be the winner. Hmm. You know, uh, Erica was the one that she took it monthly. She she took, took it monthly. monthly she put it in her daughter's name, mm-hmm. right? Her only splurge was the birthday party, which is probably about six hundred dollars total. She did. She was very just kind of down the middle, and she just put the rest in her savings, right? Yeah. Um, in her daughter's name, right? Yeah. So, I mean, I think she played it safe, right? She just she just played it safe. I don't know what to do, but I'm going to do this. And I think her why. I love people with a good why. You know, I think the easiest way to accomplish the goal is to have a, a strong why that reminds you. So anytime she thought about doing some stupid, she had to go to uh, that, that, that daughter account. See that name. You, you take it. You take money from your daughter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can respect that. I wish she would have seeked a little more guidance. Mm-hmm. I feel like they're instead of putting that in a bank account. There's more things she probably could have did with that money to um, make it to make it work for. Yeah, make yeah. it work for. Her you know seek it it was one of those things where you you know it was one step away from having it under the mattress right it's just you don't if you don't know better you just do uh what's the last young lady's name stacy 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 like you said she she had the most going for us so she what does she splurge on bills we call that splurging yeah I, 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 it's not even really splurging she's paid yeah. she paid two months of rent Caught up on her car note, and had five, five had five G's left, and had, her savings, and found another job. What I liked about her, she did. I think she did everything right. Um, savings probably is where I wouldn't have put it, but at the same time, it's what I the best thing she did. When you talk about leveraging the resources. Yeah, I think that's what made her stand she out. Did. Yeah, you know, finding other programs, helping go back and take her, retake her test, and all this stuff. Oh, oh, who who's getting the job in IT? Uh, Kanithia, the first one. Yeah, Kanithia. Did she find that job it's, through? It, yeah, she found that through Martha's Table. So it's like a free, um, a free program that she's taking. That okay. and once she passes or completes it. She hopes to get a job, and, and hopefully they'll help her get a job. Too. And did Erica do anything? Leverage resources anyway? Um, no. no. And that that might be. I take that oh, back. My one, mm. one. She she battled um, postpartum depression, and they had these uh, mommy time uh, like Zoom podcasts. So while she was delivering mail, she would listen to the advice okay. they were giving. And she said that helped her a little bit. Okay, with her depression. that's good. good for her. Good for her. I think. Um, I think sometimes we 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 just see the money and we don't see the resources. Mm-hmm. The most valuable seem like the most valuable part of this program is the resources. Yep. Yeah. And um, it reminded me of this Keith Lee. Um. TikTok. Situation where he was in Dallas, the he left a four thousand dollar tip for uh, the restaurant owner and her two quote unquote workers, the 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 guy the the chick and her 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 brother, mm-hmm. and the restaurant owner kept all the money. Yeah, you know you you saw that one. Yep, <laughs> and all she saw was the money. 
All she saw was the 4,000, not the blessings of getting a good review by Keith Lee, getting another young lady who was a huge influencer to support her business and stuff like that. You lost $2,000. Well, you didn't lose $2,000. You you took $2,000 and let that $2,000... Actually, I forgot. He paid almost another $1,000 in extra food for the people to come enjoy her food so she can they can taste it and get, um, help build her business and she only fed three other people and then kept the rest of the money so essentially I think she took $2,800 that wasn't for her and pocketed all that and at the end of the day they said her business went under people were slandering her on the internet and all this stuff old girl uh, went off on, on social media all over $3,000 right all she saw was the money and not the potential success from the network and stuff like that. I say all that to say the resources of this program seemed like it was the 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 goal. I mean, it's a, the gold mine. And at the end of the day, I would have probably did more research about the program. What is their ultimate goal? Because it's ten thousand dollars, ten, five, fifteen, twenty it's not the dollars it's the program um so that's my biggest thing anybody who leveraged resources and came out better from it then that's it yeah rise tell me where i was wrong no i mean i'm i'm pretty aligned with you i think going down the list kanithia i mean y'all got it right that the silver lining is she gave the experience right like that there's something to be said about giving the experience to your kids ten thousand dollars isn't this life-changing amount uh, again we talk about uh, like most of these For women probably it, it could be but you you got to think about ten thousand dollars a lot of times they get that during their tax returns like they get seven eight thousand dollars during tax season i mean so when they get their tax returns they're getting about that much so it's not like they're not used to getting those lump sums like that and what they do. And, and, and truthfully, what Kanithia did is exactly what most people do with their tax return, right? Like she went and she said, let's go, let's blow it. And we'll figure out, we'll keep living how we're living um, next month. And so what's up for say until the next time, until the next time. Yeah. And I, and, I, and so I think she, that's the part I don't like, right? That's the negative thing is that she didn't take that and leverage it. Kind of what we talk about every year, right? Hey, how how do you do that? Do you do you fix your credit? Do you you know pay your bills up? Kind of taking what Stacy did, right? Like, hey, I caught my car up. That means she was behind on her car note, right? So kind of jumping to her, like those are the things that she did, right? I, and I know you talked about five thousand. You might not put in your savings, but if she had no emergency funds that 5,000 might be yeah, where it needed right. to go, right. right? It's like, hey, right. I'm putting this 5,000 in my emergency fund because if my car breaks down or whatever and I need $1,300, $1,500, I got it, right? So I think she did what she needed to do to get stable, but I don't think that put her in a good position to be able to move forward, right? Um, what may have helped her is, hey, I'm going to go and pay for a tutoring class for this test that I failed or something like, so, you know, thinking through how do you use the money to get forward instead of just getting caught up? Uh, she did it a little bit with the two months of rent, right? So now she has some breathing room in her rent or her mortgage or whatever, but 
I, I think she needs to kind of take that and look for those things to make sure that she can leverage and find the new job or whatever. Um, but she found a new job using those resources. So I think Stacy definitely was like the better of the three. Uh, and then looking at Erica, I think she did. She took the safe bet. She said, give it to me monthly. They talk about that all the time when you win the lottery, right? Never take the lump sum. Always get the monthly income um, because if you get the monthly income, you won't blow it. Uh, and, I, and so she took that. The issue that I have is, again, going back to like with Stacy, she didn't really use that money to propel her forward. I know, you know, she did her child's birthday party or whatever, but really she just used that as additional income for the next year and tried to supplement what she was doing. But I didn't hear anything about her trying to leverage it to be able to do better find something else, get in a program, get in a learning opportunity, go, you know, learn, like you say, IT development, program management, project management, um, you know, something where she could leverage that and be able to do better in life with that money. So that's really what I would want to see more from them. But, you know, I'm, I'm truthfully, I'm not knocking any of them because again, for those folks that they, you know, Canadian may be feeling like she's straight where she's at and she's comfortable and just because she's not making a whole lot of money she might be happy in that life and what's happening and so that windfall was just that for her is it's a windfall we're going to blow this money but we're going to keep rolling because we're doing okay um and so sometimes folks don't have that kind of drive to do much better make more money or whatever they're good where they are uh, and so, you know, I, I don't want to knock her too much for, for that and, and give it, at least she used it on her kids. At least she used it to give that experience instead of just blowing it and her and her baby daddy going and not taking the kids. Right. Cause they could have been that. <laughs> Mama watch these kids. We going to see well, Usher. You know what I mean? Like, Ursha. it's very easy. Ursha. <laughs> But I don't know because I don't. That's not my home away from home. Um, Eight thousand dollars is an expensive Miami trip. Six, six thousand. Six. Well, okay, six. Well, that was just. But they used for five for five of them. Yeah, and that they stayed was just, five days. But then they went to Bennett. Yeah, Benny. But then they spent money on outfits and all this stuff because that wasn't in the six. Five or whatever. Oh right, right. That was the that was the like. Remember the, when she came back in Benihana? Yeah, they came back with fifty dollars. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, wait, 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 wait. So, okay, so she bought a used car and she said okay. she paid some bills. What okay. I what I didn't did she like pay about cash for it, or did she put a down payment on it? Because because if she spent six, she only had forty eight hundred left. So, so she put a down payment people. on the car and yeah. and, Benny, and Benny for two tax return, baby. Two months from now. Guess what happens two months after tax returns happen? The repo man I a, cometh. I love a follow-up because this is the month it said February she's supposed to finish the, the IT program. What I didn't like about Kanithia, I listen, I understand wanting to take your kids to something they haven't experienced. And she said it. She was like, she's always telling them to make good grades, this, that, and other. And she was able, they did a boat tour where you see all the mansions in Miami. So she was able to show them that. But I, I had a couple of issues with her, and I'm sorry if listeners come for me and say I'm bashing or whatever the case. But first and foremost, they carefully stated all the income she was getting as far as like wig, welfare, this, that, and other. They made no mention of child support. 
So I am left to assume that baby daddy is not consistently paying child support. And if that is true, baby daddy need to stay his grown home. <laughs> right. On top of that, she had like a um, a less than a two-year-old, like a, a 18-month-old. He probably, baby daddy could have stayed home with that baby too, because that mm-hmm. baby ain't going to remember none of this trip. Right. And I, I also don't think she necessarily needed to buy new outfits for every day of the trip. You want to buy the kids a couple of new outfits? Cool. I get it. They'll need one for every day of the trip. That's just personal opinion. Don't mind her splurging on herself. That was cool. So that was my only issue on her with that. Um, but the other women, I think, you know, we we just kind of like saying what we would have did better. But overall, I don't think they did anything severely bad. I'll just say this. Uh, they serve, They mentioned pretty much everybody second-guessed themselves on what they chose. So the people who chose the monthly stipend kind of wish they chose the lump sum. And the people that chose the lump sum kind of wish they chose the monthly stipend. Because even Kanithia said, maybe I would have saved better if I did the, the monthly stipend versus the lump sum. And they all said that they wish were well, for Kanithia because she she splurged on herself. But like Erica and Stacy, they both said they wish they had a, spent it on some type of self-care for themselves. Like they didn't do anything for themselves. And that was one of the regrets of the other 132 women as well. What you got for quick question? Um, do you see yourself in any one of those people? If you would have spent and not how they did it, I think it's like the gold, like, you know, this bed is too soft. This bed is like, I think it was a a healthy mix of and who do you most relate with? I feel like I see myself a a part of myself in all three Mm. because I've been I've been the the, I hate to say poor, never went without a meal, but I've been for lack of a better term. I had low financial resources. And so getting 10 grand like that, I can see myself saying, man, first thing I'm going to do is go enjoy myself, do something I never done before. Uh, I can see, I also have this, this carefulness that Erica showed with trying to put as much as she can in the savings each month like that. I, I, I do that now, trying to put money aside as best I can. And then with Stacy, I believe in using resources that are available to you. And I love, like, first say how she used the resources to kind of like she pretty much doubled her her money in a sense. Like once mm-hmm. she got down to that five k in her savings, and then found that program that matches what you have in your savings. Yeah, I mean, she she walked she out bu- the winner. I mean, yeah, she she, she got up. a better paying job. Yep. She came in with she she made more money. She made her money her money made money for her. The only thing I would say about her is. This may be controversial. And you know what? If she wants to have a lot of kids, then more power to her. Then yeah, forget what kid. forget what I'm saying. May want to consider birth control if, if I, was, I was thinking that. Yeah, her body. Yeah, it, no, it is her it, it is her choice. It's her choice. But DC is expensive. And 70K is a decent amount of money, but it don't go that far when you got four miles to feed in that city. So I would just say, just consider that. And then you're talking about buying a house, which I'm sure she found a program where she didn't have to put 10% or 20% down. Probably hardly nothing down. But as we, as all three of us know, houses come with unexpected costs. 
and and fixing up and things like that. So that's it. I just don't want her to stretch herself thin because I do think she is a success story in this scenario. And you know, kids drains your resources. That's all. And but last, like I say, if she wants to have a lot of kids, then forget what I said. Forget what last, I said. Last, last but not least, Razi. Um, you mentioned the lump sum. I mean, taking the installments. I always hear the other way around. So they oh. recommended that the women do the lump sum, because, especially for the ones that are getting well, all of them are getting assistance. But that monthly stipend could raise a red flag with the benefits that they were receiving, and that would affect that could possibly affect their benefits and make them receive lower. Okay. Payments and things like that. So they, yeah. so seventy five percent of the women took the lump sum. Um, I'm, I'm they, talking about the yeah. the, the lotto because I oh, heard the, the lotto because for the, oh, for the okay, lotto because okay. I heard the lotto is you you will and maybe it's 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 um it's not true, but if you do the lotto, I forgot how many months or years that it pays out, but it's like if you die halfway in, that money stops right then. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's based off of actuary yeah. tables, and they and they they think you will die before you get it all. Yes, I'm I'm not saying I, I would take personally. I would take the lump sum. What I'm okay. saying is, if you're not good with money, if you are like you know you're you feel like there a lot of people win the lottery, they take that lump sum and they're broken four years, right? Like if you're that lot, guy, if you're one of those folks, then you need to take okay. it. You need to take the monthly. Um, okay, but, so I was yeah. like when I heard you say that, I'm like, that is new to me because I hear you take that lump sum, you get that 50 million. I don't even know how much a lotto is now. These crazy, crazy amounts, 476 million cash. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna take that. I'm gonna take that rather than two million a month for the next <laughs> ten years. I'm like, no, just give me that 476, and I'm about to do some crazy. Shit. I don't even know what it is. Um, I don't. But, I don't have to get again, nowhere near if, that money. Yeah, if, if you take, but most most of those lotteries aren't four hundred seventy six, right? Like those mega millions and those types of things. Most yeah. people are getting twenty five million, thirteen million, and then when you take taxes out of that, that drops it down to seven, six million. They go spend a million or two on a house. You know, they giving it friends and stuff. Like, and and what ends up happening is after about two or three years. That money really it's gone. And and I don't know how you blow through two, three million dollars in a year or two, but folks do it. And then oh, you easy. have upkeep and maintenance on a million dollar, two million dollar house. You got taxes on a two million dollar house that you gotta pay. And they can't do right. it. And so that's what I mean by like, look, take the take the um the payments, right? Now you yeah. know you got that much money and you can live off that for the rest of your life. And and it's you know, you can save from it. You can do whatever, but it's much easier for folks that aren't good with money uh, or that's just never had any money. Like, I, I, I'll probably put it like this. If you don't have any money in your savings account right now, take the monthly thing. If you got savings, if, you can, if you're comfortable right now, you can take the lump sum. It's okay. Like that, I, truthfully, I would put it like that because that means that you don't have that, that muscle built to be able to save and be able to manage your money well. So... Yeah. And, and for anyone asking what was the point of this, they wanted to see how this money would affect, how no strings attached money would possibly change their lives. And the immediate results, the majority of the women have expressed that they have reduced anxiety, 
improve physical health. But as far as long term, the program is too new to say if it has any positive long term. But they it's a program that they want to keep going. And uh, we'll see what happens. And I'm for it because rich people get welfare handouts all the time. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, what was it, Bernie Sanders that was trying to get uh, a guaranteed universal um, income or whatever they were trying to say? Like everybody gets at least a thousand or two thousand dollars a month, no matter what. Um, And then you know you can go to work for more or whatever. So like that, like that Joker meme though. Nobody bats an eye when millionaires and billionaires get handouts, but as soon as you talk about giving handouts to poor people, everybody loses their mind. Yeah, exactly. I mean, great show, fellas. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Let's go ahead and um, pardon shots. Cool, man. The only thing I got, we talked about programs and everything that our kids are involved in. And um, one that just kind of randomly found out about, uh, it's called GEMS for uh, little girls. It's, it's Girls Engaged in Math and Science. So it's a STEM program for girls uh, here in, in the city uh, and around the nation, I think. But, you know, our city participates in it. And last weekend, Sophie got to hang out with Miss America. Mm. Did not know that Miss America was a, I think, a nuclear physicist or nuclear engineer or something like that. And um, so we spent Saturday morning listening to her talk about science and nuclear engineering and how she loves it. And and Sophie got to hang out with Miss America for, you know, 10, 15 minutes. So it's just a dope little... I almost did. I, I started to. She, Miss America is Miss America. Uh, but no, I, I, like I really didn't get a chance to interact with them. They were kind of down. We 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 were there for like the opening when she was talking, and then the parents had to leave, and the kids got to spend the, the day in the program. Um, and and they had spent a, a month, one day a week for a whole month building science projects or whatever. And so it, it was almost like a science fair. So each class at each school around Hoover had um, done projects and they had their boards and their science fair boards and everything. You walk around and you look at it uh, and everything. And so they gave us about 10 minutes to walk around as parents. And then we had to leave and the kids had, they, they had uh, programs throughout the day or whatever, where they talked to like Miss America, they talked to some other scientists about STEM uh, jobs and, and careers and stuff like that. Uh, so it was just a dope little program. But I want to just shout out to that program because if you have something like that in your area, Sophie almost cried. She was like, I don't want to go. I don't want to spend my Saturday uh, doing this. Um, I don't know why she signed up for it and then thought I was going to let her out the day of. Uh, but when she got there and at the end of it, she was like, I loved it. And so shout out to that folks. If you have something like that for your little girls uh, or guys, but what we see is there's a lot of programs built around getting girls into STEM. Um, and so please, please, please look for those types of opportunities, put your girls in them, spend the day if you have to uh, get them there, but um, it's an awesome program, man. So just shout out to them. Awesome. Uh, what do I got? Uh, happy birthday, Facebook. Facebook turned uh, 20 this this month. So happy birthday to the Facebook. That's what it was first called. Um, what else do I got? So Biden, man, we, we talk, we touch on the presidential election coming up here and there each episode. It's just, it's just still wild to me how statistically successful 
this administration has been, and he continues to tumble in the poll. Unemployment is three point seven percent. The 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 uh, the jobs outdid all the experts, almost double what the experts expected. Three hundred and fifty three thousand more jobs, I think, were created um, last month. But he's like, he's at his lowest. Uh, I think in the 30s now, as far as approval rating, and that hasn't been done since W. Bush, and he wasn't running for re-election at the time. This was during his second term when he was getting ready to head on out anyway, and people were sick of the Iraq War and everything like that. So it's just it just continues to be amazing to me how the narrative is just really doing him bad, and it just reminds me of how facts don't matter. Not only do facts not matter in this country. But narratives matter a whole lot more. And it's, it's just crazy. So, well, I don't even think it's a narrative. I think it's just tribalism. I think people are just committed to their tribes. They're committed well, to this Republican it's Party. It's not even. Well, I don't think so because to, you don't get you don't get that low just with the Republicans not liking you. There right. are Democrats and independents okay, you're right. that are down on Biden for some reason. And I I agree, Buff. I don't know how that narrative is hitting yeah. home when people like really are doing much better on a day-to-day basis. It's, it's a narrative. You're right. You're right. Yeah, I take that back. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, um, we, we love narrative. I mean, because, but he's he's an easy target. Yes. That. Yep. That's what it is. He the is. fact that Trump Trump's open to debating him. Trump didn't want to debate any of the Republican candidates because he know he can like just just visually just looking at the two on stage. And, you know, Joe, he has to take his time with things and things and and. 45 is much quicker with his responses and stuff like that. I mean, cocaine will yeah, do that for you. Whether they're right or wrong. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, <laughs> whether, whether he's right or wrong. Oh, wow. He's going to look strong compared to Biden. <laughs> look, the, speaking of 45, we know he's coming up on um, being decided whether or not he should be allowed on the ballots. We know Colorado, for instance, cited the uh, 14th Amendment uh, insurrection as a means of keeping him off the ballot. Uh, so that gives us an opportunity to talk about former Justice Salmon P. Chase. Salmon P. Chase was the sixth justice of this country appointed by uh, Abraham Lincoln. And he was the one that wrote the 14th Amendment insurrection. So that's uh whose uh, opinion that they will be going by when they decide this is the Supreme Court. And I just wonder when he wrote this, was his friends like, man, what you writing that for? There is nobody who's going to try to overthrow the government that will ever be trusted to hold a government office. You're wasting your time. And he was like, man, I know. But I'm going to just go on and put it in here just in case, man. You never know. And here we are. Mm-hmm. Here we are. <laughs> yes. So shout out to Sam and P. Chase. <laughs> that, is, that is true. I got to get my name on this thing somehow. <laughs> that's all I got, man. Um, man that's crazy. Oh, before um, Park goes, uh, happy birthday, Buff. Tomorrow uh, oh, will be Buff's birthday. Uh, so uh, it, when this drops, it would already have passed. But I want to make sure we shout you out. Happy birthday. I don't know if you were going to say something, Ferg, or not. Like, <laughs> in in fact, <laughs> if, you are, if you are listening and it is not 3 o'clock p.m. yet, and you are in Mobile, Alabama, you need to hurry on down 
to the boom boom because we gonna be in that jump. Yep. We're on the purple float. We're on the purple float. What's the name of the float? I forgot the name of the float. It's like the part the party float. I don't know. We'll put it oh. in the write-up description or something like that. But uh man, we throwing everything. Uh we got shirts, moon pies, beads. Uh we might even have some ramen noodles. So y'all, y'all look out for your boys, man. Three brothers, no sense, content bill, inspire you on there. Look out for us. What's wrong, Fert? I stole I stole, no, your I stole my clothes. <laughs> this is Three Brothers No Sense, your favorite barbershop style podcast. Six Rules of Podcast. Listen, like, share, subscribe, comment, and most importantly, listen again. Talk to you next week. Out bad, big dog. <laughs> and another thing. <laughs> oh man. Oh man. <laughs> All right. That's one of the best clothes this week. <laughs> yeah, right there, bro.